0: All right, we got the second part of a two part interview with Sue Thayer. Sue Thayer used to work for Planned Parenthood. Somewhere along the line, God got a hold of her, like God does. God does great things like that. Changed your heart, changed your mind, changed your life. And uh, now she's on the side of life. And Sue, we had a great segment just a moment ago. You talked about the abortions that you've seen, that you've taken part in. Let me just ask a a question. Do women really, the ones that go to the clinics, really want to know what's happening? Do they really want to know what this is all about?
1: I would say probably the majority of them do not. Um, They've decided for whatever reason, abortion is probably the best choice for them. Um, without much thought and the more they know about it the less likely they are to choose abortion that's why in Planned Parenthood we always turn the um, ultrasound screen away so she couldn't see the picture of her baby we turn the Doppler down so she couldn't hear the heartbeat Um, that's why pregnancy centers are so um, successful in saving lives because a, a large majority of women that see their baby on the screen, end up choosing life. The abortion-minded ones will choose life because they realize it's it's human and it's alive. How
0: how can a person go in even, I mean, I understand, how do they not know that it's alive? I mean, do they think it's a rutabaga or something that's in their womb? I don't get it.
1: It's just, a, you know, convenience. They want to be able to finish school. They don't want their dad to know. I mean, whatever it is. And... They block it. I mean, I had a woman one time that was there for a pregnancy test, and I called her back to the back, and she stood up and her water broke, and she said, "I had no idea I was pregnant." You know, it's like a denial kind of wow. thing mm-hmm. wow. that women can, um, and not not all women, but if you know, if they're in a bad place and uh, you know they don't want to be pregnant, it's real easy to deny it and ignore it, and they don't want to know anything about it.
0: So now that you're on this side and you sit and talk to women, how difficult is it for you? I mean, you've got all this information. You've you've been there. You've seen it all. Do the women even want to talk to you and discuss this?
1: They do. Um, I love to wear like a pro-life shirt to the the airport, you know, or the mall. And um, the pregnancy center that we have in Storm Lake now, instead of having a, a Planned Parenthood abortion center. We have a pro life pregnancy center, but we have the Ronald Reagan quote on the back that says, "I've noticed everyone mm-hmm. who is for abortion has already been born," and that is a guaranteed uh, conversation starter. Doesn't always start out happy, but uh, <laughs> I can only imagine <laughs> people will come running typically to me and say, you know, my body, my choice. Who are you to tell me what to do with my body? Those kinds of things. Not your body. Yeah, well, there's two bodies there. Yeah. And so it's a great opportunity um, to be able to talk with them. And I'm at a point in my life where I've seen both sides and I love to have that dialogue and that conversation because I just just remember that it took so many times of people sowing truth into my life before I finally got it. And I might not see somebody actually stop and go, wow, I didn't realize that, say, a baby has a heartbeat at 20 days or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever fact I'm trying to give them. But they may think about it later, you know, and may look something up online and be like, is that true what that lady said? You know, so it's all a process. And I think as Christians and as pro-life people, we're really called to speak up and stand up, you know, like Tony's out on the sidewalk and all of her volunteers, that is a a high calling really to do that because I, I can tell you when we had our 40 Days for Life in Storm Lake I was absolutely terrified. And it is pretty scary the first time. Yes. And, you know, there's a lot of angry people in the world and we're out there, you know, standing for Jesus Christ, and you just never know what people are going to say or do. And I would always take my kids with me. You know, we had a lot of kids out there. So we just have to trust God and, and know that he's on our side.
0: Tell us a story about the Planned Parenthood that you worked for that is not open anymore. How did that all come about?
1: Well, I I'd actually, one of the big things that saved me was Christian radio, Um, which is a great thing to share when I'm on the radio. But I discovered um, just a a station that we have in Northwest Iowa, Kinship Christian Radio, and got to listening to them. I took a radio into Planned Parenthood, and I was listening all the time. And when they were going to be doing these webcam abortions, I knew that I needed to tell somebody, but I didn't know any pro-life people, and I didn't really know who to call. So I heard an interview on Christian Radio with Iowa Right to Life, called them, shared it, Um, Planned Parenthood, knew that I was sharing information, and I did end up getting fired. Went for two years and never said a word, really, um, publicly about it. And finally, God just convicted my heart, and um, we ended up having a 40 Days for Life campaign. And within a couple months of uh, finishing the campaign in November— uh, the Planned Parenthood there closed. And wow. it was amazing because while I was still there in 2008, I had signed a 15 year lease. And so I remember signing it thinking, well, this is job security because I'm going to be there through 2023. You know, right. and it was a very successful clinic. And then suddenly it closed. And I just could not believe the way that God answered our prayers. Um, Finally, my pastor said, you have to quit saying I can't believe it because this is what we prayed for. (laughs) So, you know, God is good. And uh, I've seen many people now as I travel for 40 Days for Life that say, I've prayed in front of the same facility for 10 years and I've never, you know, do my prayers matter? You know, it doesn't close and here I am and it's snowing or it's 105 degrees, whatever it is. But I know that I know that our prayers matter both uh, in the heavenly realm because God hears. He may not answer the way we think or in the time that we want, but it also makes a difference to those people going by and, and the workers and the women going in. And I think I can say with all certainty at the end of my 40 days for life, I was never closer to God. I had no idea the personal blessing that would come because we get so busy and, you know, I'll, I I pray, but it's like I'm in the car on my way, you mm-hmm. know, and I'll say a quick prayer and. There, when you're in front of the abortion facility, right, all you can do is just pray and pray and pray, mm-hmm. and it was such a blessing for me personally. I would encourage everybody
2: to to give it a try.
0: So, Tony, let's swing it over to you. How do people get involved in all of this? Is it still time for them to get involved? Oh,
2: my goodness, yes. Uh, we're just getting started. Um, the first day of the 40 days was Wednesday of last week, and we'll go through November 3rd, uh, 7 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock in the evening uh, our goal is to have folks out there in front of the clinic praying, um, and people can sign up by going to 40 dot com slash little rock. Um, it's real simple. If, if you if you can get on the computer, you can do this. It is not hard.
0: Okay. For how long? How long does just oh, people go out? An hour, a half hour, fifteen yes. minutes? How long?
2: Generally, a commitment is for an hour at a time.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. How difficult is it to pray for an hour? <laughs>
2: Well uh actually we've um, had a program at my church for a while uh, watchman a prayer group and so praying for an hour is something that I've done um but it, it you know, you don't have to keep your eyes closed and your knees you know bent the whole time you you can pray looking around you can pray for things for the people that are walking right in front of you for the folks that you know are already inside there and um God God will bring things to your mind as as you um, praise him for what's going on um that are positive and, and bring those, those needs to him as well.
0: Do you get approached by very many of the people that are going to the clinic that work at the clinic?
2: Um, those that work there generally don't come out and, and speak to us very often. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do it, I mean, we're, we're not their favorite people, you know, so we get that.
0: You only um,
2: yeah. Um, the, the clients that come in, you know, generally will say, good morning, you know, as they, they're walking up and, you know, be cheerful, and uh, I think I think the presumption from the general public is that we're standing out there to condemn those women. What are you coming in here for? And that is so not the case. Uh, I mean, we we want to steer them toward legitimate help for yeah. their, the crisis that they're in, which is not necessarily the pregnancy. The crisis is the circumstances surrounding it. You Correct. know.
0: All right, give that address again so people can get involved. We're running out of time.
2: Here. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, 40daysforlife.com slash Little Rock.
0: Okay, 40daysforlife.com slash Little Rock, and then you can sign up there. This is time. You're, you're, if you're hearing this right now, it's God talking to you. He wants you to be involved. He wants you to be out there praying. You know, will you? Will you turn your back and say, I can't? I don't have the time. Sure you do. Sure you do. I want to thank both of you ladies for coming and sitting down and talking to me. Sue, thank you for your testimony. Tony, thank you for your work. We'll uh, talk more about this in the future.
2: Thank you. Thank you.